places to go here. Let's keep our head in this thing. Roll on through, roll on through, same path. Start your engines and smoke the tires. This is Inside Alabama Racing with your host, Tommy Prater. Here's the reason for this full course yellow that we are under at the moment. Stay with the sports station, WNSP, for NASCAR news, interviews with drivers, crew members, and track officials around the state and around the nation. Fired up, stay on the racetrack if you can, stay on the racetrack if you can. Inside Alabama Racing, brought to you by Wade Distributors, Judy's Place, and Alabama Pipe and Supply. Got a guitar! Hell yeah! Have you seen any of the replay? They have called one of our teammates to the trailer. Oh, bye! Now, here's Tommy Prater. Look at him, look at him, look at him! Let's go racing drivers! Welcome to a special lunchtime edition of Inside Alabama Racing. I'm Tommy Prater. Thank you for joining us for your lunch today. We're coming to you early so you can enjoy Alabama Crimson Tide against the Auburn Tigers tonight and basketball right here on the sports station. We'll have the exclusive call for Alabama basketball here along the Gulf Coast. And a lot of people are fired up about tonight's game. The winner wins the uh, Alabama wins. They win the SEC and move forward. And what a great season those guys have been having. Speaking of seasons, Kyle Busch has started his 2023 season and the assault on the record books by winning at California. 19 consecutive seasons winning in the Cup Series puts Kyle Busch on a platform all by himself, including beating out the king, Richard Petty. It'll be fun to watch him over the ensuing weeks, especially when he goes home this weekend to Las Vegas. And who better to preview Las Vegas for us than Jeff Motley, the director of communications for Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Also this weekend, Sunny South Raceway gets underway after coming off their banquet. Young J.T. Poole will join us after having been at the Winter Nationals down in Florida and for opening night this Saturday night, which, by the way, I'll announce it to that. And also, before you know it, Pensacola will open up with the first ASA inaugural race. Derek Thorne has entered the 2022 Snowball Champion and the Moose right here on WNSP. Welcome back to Inside Alabama Racing Special Lunchtime Edition as we join you here today at noontime so you can enjoy Alabama and Auburn basketball tonight right here on the Sports Station. Every week our program is brought to you by Alabama Pipe and Supply, Wave Distributors, and of course Judy's Place who's saving a cobbler for me when I get off the air. And of course Pensacola Five Flag Speedway who opened their season not this weekend but the next with the inaugural ASA Sunshine 200, $20,000 to the winner. Local cars on Friday night, super late models on Saturday. This is a big deal. It will be televised ultimately on Mad TV. If you get a chance to go check it out, I know we will. Some of the best racers, yeah, I mean, it already looks like a snowball derby field. There's three or four truck guys uh, already registered. It's going to be a fun race at at Pensacola Five Flags Speedway. 
This past weekend, our buddies at Sunny South Raceway had their annual banquet in just a few minutes. J.P. Poole, who picked up a little hardware down there, will be with us. And this Saturday night is opening night, and the man who is normally the announcer for Sunny South, Bill Roth, will be in Montgomery, so I will be filling in for him. And I'm really excited about being at opening night at Sunny South Raceway because there's nothing like opening night, right? None of the competitors have done anything yet, and everybody has a good attitude, at least until we go racing. Now, a guy who always has a good attitude, no matter where he is or what he's racing, is our buddy J.T. Poole. And with that, let's bring him in here. J.T., congratulations on the hardware you picked up this past weekend. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. Uh, so you got some hardware from Sunny South, but prior to that, you and your dad have been down at the Winter Nationals down in Florida. Tell us about that. Did you guys have a good time? Oh yeah, we had a we had a blast. We learned a lot. That's really why we went. Just um, you know, we ran last season Sunny South in the old 1250 car and uh, got a new car this year and got it a couple Fridays ago. And then the next Friday we were driving down to Citrus and um. Yeah, we went down to learn, and uh, we found uh, rolled off the trailer pretty pretty quick, but we never we never had the shot to shake down the car, so there were some blemishes that we didn't discover until we were on track, and that slowed us down a little bit for the first couple of days. And um, we found speed though, and uh, I'm really glad we went. You know, had a lot of fun, and hopefully uh, we can get a group of the Sunny South guys and some other legend friends to go up to Nashville in the spring. You will learn to call that when you take a new car to the racetrack. It's called the New Car Blues. So you work through them, and you get all the bugs out of them, and there's not a team in America that doesn't go through the same thing every time they take a brand-new race car to the track. They never really know what they're going to get those first few laps. Not only that, uh, JT, but you and I were talking off air before you came on. This The Winter Nationals uh, and the Nationals coming up later on in Nashville are just a tremendous opportunity for you guys to go and learn from some of the best racers in the country right now. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about it um, before I hopped on, but you just learned, you learned so much going to those events, I mean, on the track and off the track for the driver, for the car, you know, working on the car. And, I mean, you just, it's overwhelming the first time you go there because you see these teams with, I mean, literal NASCAR-sized haulers. They roll off seven, seven cars off the trailer and, they, I mean, they got employees, they got crew chiefs working on these cars, but you got to put that aside. You just got to take a step back and learn from everything. And then you can carry that over to your local track, or if you go back to another national event, you can just find so much speed. And it makes the week so much easier learning from these teams, and you get you get so much more speed. It is incredible the amount of speed that you can build at big events like this. You know, you're talking about these big teams. Thomas still tells stories about Joey Logano and his group showing up with the big hauler and six guys, you know, and they had three or four legend cars in there for Joey to drive, and Thomas and I showing up in our old ragtag trailer with one bandolero. Right, we were way out good. <laughs> right, yeah, that felt like us. We drove all the way to Inverness, Florida from Gulfport with our 7x14 trailer and my Ford Ranger pulling it. So There you, you go. Know, we got we to gotta drive through all the big, uh, you know, I mean, like 30-foot trailers and – um, is yeah, but you know that it doesn't really matter. It all comes down to the car and the driver, and who wants to be the fastest. So, um, I mean, it's a little—I wouldn't say embarrassing, but um, or not discouraging either. But um, it's almost like it gives you a feeling like you you want to do good. To the, you don't you want to prove all those people wrong. Like you don't need all that. You just got to stick to the basics and you can be fast. Well, the thing about driving in all those trailers, 
JT, to help you, Dad. See, I thought I needed a bigger trailer until we had a big event at Mobile one time, and I looked at the trailers around that. I can never compete with the trailers, so I'm not getting into trailer racing, right? I'm just going to stay. I'm going to stay with what we got, and ho- hopefully that'll be enough to get us to the racetrack. Well, I know you guys had a good time down in Florida. Um, learned a lot, which is, is always I, I think uh, uh, Thomas and them raced down there. He and Infinger and a couple others raced at, at Tampa one year uh, for the Winter Nationals down there, and it was a lot of fun. And I know you guys had fun. Now it's time to open up a new season at Sunny South Raceway. you got to be pumped about that. Right, yeah, we're super excited. We learned a lot last year at that track, and we made a lot of good relationships and uh, got a new car, so I'm going to be, hopefully, we're going to be faster. Uh, a bunch of guys got new equipment. It's going to be a really tight field. I know we're gaining a couple cars for the car count. I think a couple guys got to miss the first week, but, um, it, I mean, it's going to be a fun season. Everyone's looking forward to it and uh, going in there with high hopes, and uh, hopefully we can do better than last year, and uh, maybe we can get a track championship. I mean, every year builds on the next, and you guys were first timers last year, if I remember correct. So, right. you know, the only way to the only way I can assure you, after the hundred years I've been in this sport and all the different things that we've been able to do, you, you don't learn it by sitting at the house. You learn it by going to the racetrack. Right. And so, hopefully, you guys will have another big season. And you know, one of the things, uh, JT, and you can speak to this a little bit. Uh, last year was your first year. But and I know you don't have a lot of experience at a lot of other racetracks. But tell tell our listeners what it's like to be one of the racers at Sunny South and the camaraderie all you guys have uh, and the togetherness you all have as a group. Yeah, well, I mean we don't Sunny South. They haven't we haven't had the best of it changes every year. Really, we didn't have the best of car counts last year. So you only have you have a secluded group of guys that run legends, and so naturally everyone's going to be close together. And so we just we have a really tight friend group. We have a, a chat server where we talk to each other. We go do things with each other, like right after the banquet on a Saturday. We all went to a go kart track. Of course, I've I beat them all because I'm the best. But um, you know, we, we have we have a lot of fun. But uh, you know, it's it's a it's a really good group. We play games together. We we have a lot of fun. But I mean, once you hit the track, it's just you don't have any friends. And everyone everyone races the same. You know, you can't have those friendships on the track. But everyone respects that, and we all find speed in different ways, and it's a lot of fun. I think one of the funnest, funnest, and I think that's a word because it's my show, uh, for when I go to Sunny South is watching the four, five, six, seven-year-olds who run in the champ cars. Uh, they, uh, they're they all sitting there in the driver's meet and playing with their race cars in the dirt, right, the matchbox and everything else. They could care less about what's going on. And then they all get in their cars and do a phenomenal job out on the racetrack. Right, yeah, you kind of you got to have a switch. I know there's been a huge discussion recently with Joey Logano and NASCAR and being two-faced, but you got to be two-faced. You can't be – you got to be – sometimes you got to, you know, you got to have a lot of take. You don't really – you can't have a lot of give. So, especially on the short track, you can't really have any give. you got to take all you can. So, um, you got to just hit that switch and go into a different mode. All right, buddy, thank you for joining us. Looking forward to watching you get after it on Saturday night. I'm looking forward to being the announcer there, filling in for Bill Rolfing Saturday night. J.T. Poole at Sunny South Raceway. We'll be right back with more of this special lunchtime edition of Inside Alabama Racing right here on WNSP. 
This is Inside Alabama Racing on 105.5 FM and streaming live on WNSP.com. Once again, bumping and grinding, shoving and rubbing, and that's just at the breakfast buffet. Here's Tommy Prater. Welcome back to Inside Alabama Racing. Thank you for joining us for a special lunchtime edition we're at lunch today, so you can enjoy the Alabama Crimson Tide against the Auburn Tigers tonight in basketball right here on the sports station. In just a few minutes, the director of communications for Las Vegas Motor Speedway, our buddy Jeff Motley, will join us. Every week, our program is brought to you by Alabama Pipe and Supply, Wade Distributors, Southwest Alabama's Flooring Leaders, Judy's Place, which Wednesday is lunch day, the girls better be holding me a cobbler when I get off the air. And, of course, Pensacola Five Flag Speedway, which will host the inaugural ASA Sunshine 200, not this weekend, but the next, featuring some of the heaviest hitters in late model racing. And we'll have one of them a little bit later on in the show, Derek Thorne. That's going to be a good race weekend on the 10th and 11th. This weekend, though, NASCAR continues the West Coast Tour. And who better to preview Las Vegas Motor Speedway than the director of communications and the co-host of Gone Racing, our buddy Jeff Motley. Jeff, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, Tommy. You're making me hungry. It's only 10.15 out here on the West Coast, and I'm already <laughs> thinking about lunch. Thanks to you. Well, you know, that's a, when I'm in Vegas, that's a, I think about what time I wake up, and it's brunch. Right at ten fifteen in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Go down to the pepper mill and get a nice brunch. Oh, just I'm 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 getting angry with myself for not being there this weekend. Everybody's there. Trucks, Xfinity Cup. Jeff, one of the things that I I love about Las Vegas Motor Speedway, there's so many things it's hard to get them all in. And I just had somebody text me this morning wanting to know if I was going to be there because they wanted to meet up. I'm like, no. But I think one of the things from a fan perspective that's so much fun is the driver appearances that you guys have set up all weekend is absolutely incredible. I mean, the list on Sunday, Haley Deegan, Christopher Bell, Ryan Blaney, Joey Logano, Kyle Busch. Here's the, the, the one I want to ask you about. Ty Gibbs, the list goes on. Noah Gregson, who's my favorite driver, as you know. Uh, Samantha Bush is on the list in your driver appearances, I think, Saturday and Sunday. Does she draw a crowd? Is that y'all's first time to have her on a driver appearance deal? It is. And actually, so the Saturday deal, we have her with Brexton because Brexton is going to run a Bandolero on Saturday afternoon after the Xfinity race over on our little 3H mile bull ring. So we kind of wanted Samantha and Brexton to come in and be able to greet the fans and talk a little bit about the race that Brexton's going to run later on that night. And then I think Samantha is doing some of her own personal business stuff in our gift shop and meeting with fans and signing some autographs on Sunday. So, um, you know, Samantha, she's uh, she's her own entrepreneur and uh, (laughs) her being willing to help out. Well, and, and I just one of our local guys just finished second to Brexton down at the Winter Nationals in the Bandolero deal. So everybody from here is going to be watching Brexton on uh, Friday night to see how he does out in Las Vegas. Uh, 
one of the things and for our listeners, so we're heavy on the bushes this weekend, hometown. We're heavy on Noah Gregson this weekend because it's hometown. And, of course, for me, you just mentioned two of my favorite guys because if there's ever two quote machines out there, it's these two guys, right? Oh, yeah, they're terrific. You know, Kyle's going to run all three races. He's running the truck race, the Xfinity race, and the cup race. Uh, had Noah, he did some media for us yesterday. We, we had a nice media luncheon and uh, brought out all the TV guys and newspaper and radio guys. And Noah came to the luncheon. He was terrific yesterday. And don't forget about in our Xfinity race, we've got another local guy, Riley Herbst. You know, Riley's still looking for that first That's win, right. but it seems every week he's running there in the top five, top ten. And at one of these days, he's going to break through and get that W. Well, they and they're fast, right? Riley and his group are fast. It just always seems they end up on the hook every week or in the top five. Uh, he's had some horrible luck getting to this stage of the he season did, already. He, yeah, he did certainly last year. Hopefully, you know, I think he had a pretty good run over at Fontana uh, this past week. What they that's right, he ran on Sunday night. I can't remember. I wanted to say Saturday, but I realized they had to run on Sunday for the Xfinity. <laughs> and I know this is a big it's a big deal for him coming to his hometown track. You know his. His family, very, very prominent in the business industry. I mean, heck, most, pretty much half of the gas stations in town are owned by his family, and uh, I know it's a big deal when he comes here to race. Before I get off the driver appearance thing and move to driver odds for this weekend, one of the things that you guys are doing that I thought was really cool is you have a campers-only appreciation driver appearance with Ryan Blaney, and that's pretty cool. You know, if you're in the camp area, come on. If you're not in the camp area, don't come. Well, yeah, that's kind of the deal. It's our, our it's our camper appreciation party. We do it in the Neon Garage right after the Xfinity race victory lane is over. So the plan usually is to get a driver and also to get the Xfinity winner to come in there, do a little Q&A with the fans. We'll have some live music. I think we got a Tim McGraw tribute artist in there playing. We give, like, uh, I don't know. It might be free beer. I don't know. It's either free beer or really cheap beer, one or the other, uh, <laughs> that we give away in there. And it's always been a very popular thing with our with our campers. And, uh, yeah, Ryan Blaney is going to be in there this year. Uh, after he gets out of the booth, he's going to be in the booth broadcasting on the Xfinity race. And when he's done, he's going to come down and, and uh, hang out with our fans. Well, normally with the campers, you don't have to worry about beer. They supply their own, right? They come stocked. Mm-hmm. Well, they do, but, you know, it's hard to bring some of that stuff into some of the areas, but uh, we take good care of them on this camper appreciation party. All right. We can't talk about Vegas without talking about odds. And the set of odds I'm looking at, you're going to have a good weekend if your name is Kyle. Well, I mean, he certainly is going to go in as a favorite in the truck race, Xfinity race. I think getting that win at Fontana certainly has put him at the top of the list um, for the cup race, too. Uh, look, you're going to have to tell me somebody's got to beat Joey Logano, really, you know, here. I mean, I know Bowman, he's a defending champion of this race, but Logano won in the fall. Logano's won this Pennzoil 400 twice. You know, I like to joke he's driving the company car, you know, because it is the Pennzoil 400. Joey's in the Pennzoil car. So I think Joey, uh, you got to beat Joey first. But uh, Kyle, definitely after seeing how well he's run the first two weeks, and really three weeks if you want to count the thing over at the Coliseum, the way he's run with Childress uh, is pretty impressive. And, you know, one of the things that as I was getting ready for you to be on today, I went back and looked at, like, 
the last six races at Las Vegas. Logano has won twice last year and going back to 2026 races back. But there hasn't been a dominance in the last five or six years at Las Vegas like we saw in the first five or six years. No, you're exactly right. You know, early on, I mean, it seemed like it was, uh, you know, the Roush cars were always going to win when we first opened the place and all those different Roush cars, you know, that won. And then Jimmy Johnson went on this tear where he won. Heck, Jimmy won like three in a row here and four out of about six, um, something like that, something crazy. Maybe he won four in a row. I can't even remember. But it was was almost like Jimmy was in victory lane all the time. But we don't even – you can't even predict on a manufacturer because you mentioned the fact that Logano's won some of the more recent races. But, yeah, then we had Alex Bowman won this race last year and Kyle Larson won in, in a Chevy and Kurt Busch and Denny Hamlin won in Toyotas, Martin Truex Jr. in a Toyota, Greg Keselowski in a Ford. So it really isn't set up for any one manufacturer at all. I think what's one of the good things that really is going to make this race completely wide open on Sunday. I, like I said, Ford, Chevy, Chevy, Toyota, Chevy, Ford. That's your last six. So you can't really put anything in my life. But, the, you know, the first few years, boy, Ford, if you didn't have a Roush Ford, you were just out of luck. Well, you're right. I mean, you had Mark Martin won the first one, and Jeff Burton went back-to-back. Then Jeff Gordon, I think, won in 01, and I think maybe Sterling Marlin in 02. But then you had you know, Matt Kenseth getting in there winning some races. So, yeah, it was a right. it was a Roush parade for a long time here. At the top of the sports line that I'm looking at, and they're all different. Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson, both six to one this weekend. Yeah, I guess I'd, I mean I can see why they're the favorites, but again, I, I think you got to beat Joey Logano to win here. There you go, eight to one, Logano. Put down your money. Go over to the Pearl here <laughs> on the coast and don't put down your money. Don't hey. yell at me if you don't want to. <laughs> hey, Jeff, thanks for joining us. Say hello to your co-host for me over at Gone Racing, and you guys have a great weekend. All right. Appreciate it, Tommy. Jeff Motley, Director of Communications for Las Vegas Motor Speedway. You know, I think I've been going out there since 1998, and I don't remember there being anybody else in that job. When we come back, the man who's looking to put a postage stamp on his Pensacola trips, Derek Thorne, right here on WNSP. This is Inside Alabama Racing on 105.5 FM and streaming live on WNSP.com. Out of the caution and full speed ahead, here's Tommy Prater. Welcome back to a special lunchtime edition of Inside Alabama Racing. I'm Tommy Prater. Thank you for joining us. We're coming to you at lunchtime today so you can enjoy the Alabama Crimson Tide tonight as they take on the Auburn Tigers right here on WNSP. In just a few minutes, the 2022 Snowball Derby champion has filed an entry for next weekend's ASA inaugural Sunshine 200 at Pensacola Five Flag Speedway, and Derek Thorne will step in on the sports station. Every week, our program is brought to you by Wade Distributors, Alabama Pipe and Supply, and Judy's Place, which the girls better be holding a cobbler because I'm headed that way. Wednesday is cobbler day. 
and Pensacola Five Flag Speedway. They will kick off their season next weekend with the inaugural ASA race. $20,000 to win. And with that, let's bring in the 2022 Snowball Derby champion, Derek Thorne. How you doing, man? Tommy, how's it going, buddy? Thanks for having me on. Does it ever get old being introduced as the 2022 Snowball Derby champion? <laughs> Still kind of new, but no, as time goes on, I bet you it doesn't get old. Because after the, the ups and downs we had, we didn't get one. And the amount of effort it takes to do it, it is uh, no easy feat. So absolutely, still to be labeled one man's an honor. I've worked with teams where the driver had won at Daytona. And everywhere the driver went, Daytona winner was the way they prefaced their introduction. <laughs> Just rolls off the tongue nice, doesn't it? It does. It does. So for our listeners and for Derek Thorne fans, which I consider myself to be one, as we left you, as the Derek Thorne saga goes, as we left you last December, you were without a ride and looking for something to do in 2023. Obviously, we were. some of those pieces of the puzzle have come together. Yeah, obviously, tell us yeah. about where you are and, and how, you know, what, where you've gone, come from after the Derby to being able to race next weekend. Right, right. In a nutshell, so Derek Thorne Racing uh, has been around for a while. And then uh, Byron Campbell got out, as you saw the 43's final ride there at the Snowball Derby. Um, came back to Bakersfield. We got a new shop. Um, Mike Keene, which is my crew chief and has been forever at the 43, and myself. Um, we now have a shop still in Bakersfield, but overseeing a few programs, one of them being John Moore on the West Coast for the Spears, SRL Southwest Tour, and Jacob Gomes. And I have a couple other clients, Sean Hingarani and Jake Bullman as well, doing um, some super late and late model racing. So we stay busy on the backside, not driving, especially on the West Coast. And then luckily, I started a conversation with Chris Purdy and Paul Schaefer. Um, Chris Purdy was my crew chief many moons ago, 15 years ago, when I first moved from California to Wisconsin to chase the ASA Late Model Series. Um, I started conversations with them later part of last year, and it was a perfect fit because they're already um, in the Fury Camp, which is the chassis manufacturer we use, um, a lot of the same things we normally do. And I started talking to them, and one thing led to another, and they were looking to kind of do some racing this year, um, both with myself and Paul Schaefer, Jr., um, who's been they've been a staple in the Midwest for years, and um, now we're teamed up. So now we have um, what we've learned and what we've gathered information wise, and what they've learned um, information wise. So Chris Perry, the crew chief, Paul Schaefer, senior, and Paul Schaefer, junior, um, owning the equipment. And we'll go to Pensacola. We're running about five races this year. Um, I will be driving about five races. I think Paul Schaefer, junior, run about four or five as well. And we'll try to go out and win races and do what we can to compete with some of the best in the country couple of questions as we unpack that, which, number one, congratulations on finding uh, a ride and a way forward in 2023. Because, you know, old race car drivers, they don't do too well in that department. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's hard to do, man. It's hard to do. Yeah. So that, that that's awesome, number one. Uh, so my first two questions, you said you're going to drive five times. Are you driving all of the blizzard races, and does your schedule include the 2023 Snowball Derby? Are you out that far yet, or where do you stand? 
We are. I think right now the the way it looks uh, timing wise is we'll run the schedule if it sticks to sticks the course stays the course. Is we got uh, March 11th, which is the uh, opener at Pensacola for the Stars Tour, and then we'll run me myself and both Paulie Schaefer Juniors. The, the plan is to run most of the Stars races just because they fit in our regional area. The timing of it's right, so we'll run. Pensacola in March. We'll go to North Wilkesboro, I believe, in May, and we'll try to hit the All-American 400 later in the year, the Snowball Derby later in the year, and then that team's based out of the Midwest, so there may be some Midwest races um, kind of sprinkled in there as well, but definitely going to try to go run um, like the Slinger Nationals, for example. So a lot of the schedule is really a lot like what we did last year with the 43 camp, um, just kind of traveling around and then you know, as you know, when you run for points, you just kind of got to take it one race at a time because it just depends on how it goes. And if your season's going well, it's, you know, easy. And if it starts getting a little rocky at times, then you kind of got to readjust. But, you know, looking forward to the opportunity and the opportunity those guys have given me and to be in good equipment and to, to I think we had the best chance or had a good chance to run well as we did last year. And then with myself and Purdy and Mike Keen and everything else, we can kind of keep our program on the West Coast strong and at the same time run well on the East Coast and try to, try to keep uh, things going in the right direction. And and so um, again, I'm, I'm the 2023 Snowball Derby. Is that in the plans? Yes, sir. That is the plans right now. Okay. Okay. I just you know, you got a lot of people there. out there because the last few years it was very easy to pick a front runner at the Snowball. <laughs> I've been saying Derek Thorne, Derek Thorne, Derek Thorne, and people are like. Can you say anything else? I said, well, sure, if he doesn't come. (laughs) (laughs) No, 100% that's the plan. You know, I think one way way or the other will be there without a doubt. Also, too, I I find it interesting, and one of my big questions for you as you made your team change is if you were going to be able to stay with the Fury chassis brand because it has obviously been very, very good to you. Absolutely. It's one of those things that we kind of focus on. We, we've had great luck out here on the West Coast. I think we finished our – I know we did. So we, we finished 1-2 this year. Um, Jacob Gomes, John Moore had our opening race um, at Irwindale Speedway for the, the All-Star Showdown here at the end of uh, January. But to be able to have the notebook we have with Fury, to have the success we've had at Pensacola and the speed we've had, you know, I think that's where our notebook's at. You know, that's where we're comfortable. And, you know, for me as a driver, that's what I understand. You know, so it's, it's an easy transition for me to Paul Schaefer Racing, Paul Schaefer Motorsports, just because, you know, you can come into it with a really deep notebook and kind of know what to expect right off the bat. This car has obviously been very successful since it was introduced uh, in the, well, let's just say the last few years. You've driven lots of different kinds of cars over your career, Derek. Is there one thing that you can kind of pinpoint on the Fury chassis that kind of makes it where it is right now in the pecking of chassis? Right. I think Fury will always be the best turning car you can ever drive. Um, you, you get in them, like, they just have an amazing amount of cut, the way they design the geometry, the spring package, shock package, and stuff like that. Uh, the one thing that you know, a lot of customers will get them and they'll shy away from them. It's just you got to know how to drive them, not to set them up, you know, and know what to expect, you know. And I think a Fury race car will always be a neutral race car. It'll always be really fast, but it's always going to feel a little on top of the track at times. Versus a Hanky, a lot of times you're not going to have the speed, but you'll have kind of like comfort behind the wheel. So when it comes down to it, it's just all in the matter of the driver preference and how their driving style is and what they like to expect. But 
the Furies, the Furies themselves, and like the company itself has made such quality products. The best, in my opinion, the best you could ask for, and for us to be able to call them. You have an incident on Monday. Hey, I need a spindle. Need a lower A arm. Need an upper A arm. You know, you want to be able to provide a service to a customer and have parts readily available when you need them. And yeah, they just hit home runs on all that stuff. And we've had a five or six year run here where I look back and go, <laughs> we've had just the amount of races we've won on the West Coast, and then to go to the Derby and, and do what we've done the last few years, man, it's remarkable. And it's, it's a lot of it's thanks to them and, and Mike Keen and what we've done at Camel Motorsports. I think you hit on something that's very important about chassis builders and racers, and I see this happen a lot. And I tell people over and over and over again when they buy a blank chassis, you need to be an all-fury person. You need to be an all-port city person. You need to be an all-grill person. Whatever that chassis is, you can't take that chassis and put grill components on it or port city components on it. <laughs> And expect the damn thing to work, right? And I see guys do it over man. and yep. over again. You know, they, they go, oh, yeah. no, I'm, I'm smarter than that. And I'm like, no, you're not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot. Oh, you are 100% right. There's so many, there's so much pride in racing, right? And a lot of guys, they get caught up in their egos, you know, and they, they think they're going to take seven ideas from seven different people, apply them all at once, and lap the field. You know, it just doesn't work that way, unfortunately. So, Yes, you're 100% right. When you go all in with somebody, you got to go all in because, you know, you start dabbling here or there, you find yourself out to lunch, and there's nobody to blame but yourself. I just I just see that happen over and over and over again, and I look at guys and go, look, you're not smarter than Grill. They've been building these things for 30 years, <laughs> right? You're, you're not right. smarter, you know, and, and even if you are, I can assure you you don't know more about their chassis than they do, right? right? And it, uh, right. Just, it, it, it just cracks me up. But I see guys do it all the time. And then you look at the car and go, well, I thought you bought a new Fury, right? Well, yeah, we just can't seem to make it work. Well, these other guys are doing pretty good with it. Absolutely right. You know? That's a great perspective. You know, these other guys seem to be doing great. You know, I don't. They're I don't, doing just fine. Yeah, you're bitching over here on here, yeah, drinking your coffee, not happy about it. These guys are doing all right. Right. So uh, the ASA inaugural race in Pensacola coming up, not this weekend, but the next. I mean, once you win the Snowball Derby, I don't, I don't really know how you start ranking wins, right? But right. this inaugural race for the ASA Stars Tour, that's a pretty good. Could be a pretty big deal. It is. You know, for ASA to be back on the map and for them to do what they're doing, you know, to see two series both doing uh, national tours this year, it's really cool to see Super Late Model Racing having the strength and momentum it has, right? And, you know, Pensacola has become sort of a second home track. You know, you got that, which is our primary sponsor, and Pepper Jack Kennels, both right there at an area, and to be able to come back to Pensacola, especially, you know, the reigning Snowball Derby champion. But, you know, with ASA being back on the map and doing everything they're doing and then to have, you know, the chance for us to go back there with me with a new team and stuff, it's, it's fun and exciting, right? It creates a lot of excitement and buzz. It's great for racing. Music means I got to go. Derek, as always, thank you for joining us. By the way, I love the Tool Shack. We'll see you next weekend over in Pensacola, man. Safe travels. Thanks, thanks Tommy. Appreciate it. When we come back, the Moose. Right here on WNSP, part of the sound of Mobile. Alabama Racing. 
on 105.5 FM and streaming live on WNSP.com. Keeping it mostly between the lines, here's Tommy Prater. Welcome back to a special lunchtime edition of Inside Alabama Racing. I'm Tommy Prater. Thank you for joining us. We're coming to you early today so you can enjoy the Alabama Crimson Tide tonight against the Auburn Tigers. Basketball. Boy, what a roll Alabama's been on this year. Going to be fun to see how they do this evening. Just a few minutes. We're going to wrap up our show with the Moose. Every week, our program is brought to you by Alabama Pipe and Supply. David Jones and the gang supporting local racing here on the Gulf Coast. Wade Distributors, Southwest Alabama's flooring leaders. Judy's Place. Wednesdays is Cobbler Day, and that's where I'll be headed when the microphone gets turned off here. And, of course, Pensacola Five Flag Speedway. Not this weekend, but the next the ASA inaugural Sunshine 200, $20,000 to win. I have seen an early entry list. It looks like a snowball derby field. There are truck drivers, former snowball winners. It's an incredible race that's building up. Speaking of racing, this weekend, Sunny South Racing opens up racing here on the Gulf Coast, so to speak. This Saturday night, their normal announced man, Bill Roth, is out of town. So I'll be filling in for Bill on Saturday. And I always enjoy going to Sunny South Raceway. And fans can come down and watch these kids get it on Saturday night at 8 o'clock. Speaking of kids in Sunny South Raceway, I guess that's a perfect segue into the Moose, who certainly turned a lot of laps at Sunny South over his career and a championship. With that, let's bring him in. Thomas, how you doing, man? Everything's all good. Kind of, uh, <clears throat> kind of messed up with this lunch thing. I got a call, and I'm like, I don't know who that is. I may not answer, but I answered <laughs> it thankfully. <laughs> yes, that's true. That is true. Thomas, Sunny South opens this week. This weekend, I'm going to have the call Saturday night. Uh, you cut your teeth there when it was J&J Speedway and it was dirt and it was converted to asphalt. A lot of your early laps were all right there in Grand Bay, Alabama. It sure was. Um, you know, it's funny. All the guys that I raced with at Sunny South back in the day, I still keep up with. Um, still good friends now. Um, it's uh, a great, great place to get started. A lot of great talent comes out of there and hopefully funnels into Five Flag Speedway and Mobile International Speedway or in, in some cases at the, the next next level. But um, track's been open for a long time and it just keeps steady pumping great talent out every year. So uh, looking forward to going down to opening night this weekend and, and checking things out. 21st year as an asphalt track. Can you believe that? Yeah, you know, I, I turned uh, 33 yesterday. And, uh, you know, a couple of uh, you and your buddies called to tell me happy birthday and use some choice words about how old I am. I use more <laughs> choice words with y'all. Uh, but, uh, but, no, it's, uh, 
when you see numbers like that, it, it's it's cool to, to be a part of uh, of that history. You know, obviously, uh, Mobile International Speedway and Five Flag Speedway have been been around for a long, long time. But um, I can remember Sunny South and and making my first lap out there was one of the. Uh, it was the first season out there that I. Just kind of made my first laps there after J and J Speedway, which the way they turned the asphalt because I wasn't really good at dirt back then. <laughs> That's an understatement. I can, I can remember your first laps at J and J more than I can remember your first laps at Sunny South because Tom Claxton looked at me and says, "How do you think he's going to do?" I said, "I don't even know if he's going to turn left." <laughs> yeah, that's what. Uh, I remember telling y'all a long time ago, I'm like, so how does, let me get this right. Y'all put me in bad go-kart and me out there and just said, all right, go ahead. I'm at it. Like, you didn't know, you didn't have any idea what was going to happen. You just confirmed that. Me, so I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. We, we, you know, the, the idea that there was some previous thought that went into it, just no, right? Where you just... Let him go. Let it. Let it rip. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm. I mean, honestly, though, nothing really changed after that. Kind of the same thing. Uh, well, we don't know what the hell to do. We're just watching to see what happens. Yeah, we're. <laughs> we don't go out there and let it rip. I, I, I honestly think, on the dirt track at J and J. We had gotten comfortable with the fact that you were going to follow Anthony Claxton, Tom's grandson, and, and I think that was our game plan, right? That you were going to follow him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, uh, I can remember back in the day in Sunny South, and I'm sure he'll never admit to this, but I remember having to show Adam Crawford around at Sunny South in a bandolero. <laughs> we'll go ahead and put that out there. Right, uh, but like I that, said, I, that I'm didn't sure last long. Admit to that. Uh, I think we still have conversations today about that one time he beat me and the one time I beat him, and hell, that was twenty four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you did mention something that I thought was interesting because JT Poole alluded to this earlier in the program when I was talking about the camaraderie at Sunny South. JT says, "Oh man, we race each other. We all hate each other, and then when we get through racing." We all go out together and have a good time, and we're friends, good friends away from racetrack. And you just confirmed the same thing 20 years later. Yeah, yeah, me and Adam are still good buddies today, and we all will be. All right, bud. Music means I got to go. Thanks for being with us. Thanks, everybody, for joining us at this lunchtime edition of Inside Alabama Racing. We'll be back with you next week at Friday on a regular Wednesday night at 6 o'clock. Everybody enjoy Alabama and Auburn tonight. Have an awesome week.